Hey everyone, and welcome to this episode of Make Things Make Sense. Today, we're going to be making sense of time management. On the last episode, we spoke about the four-day work week. It's a revolutionary idea that could completely change how we look at work, and a big part of it hinges on being smart about managing our time. We're implementing this in our company, and to do so, we're going to be trying to get better and faster and smarter with our time. So today, we're going to dive into a pretty neat strategy to help keep track of your time, which is using a calendar instead of a to-do list. It's something I found super helpful and I've been using for many, many years now, and I can't wait to share it with you. First, let's take a little trip back in time. The way we manage time has changed a lot over the years. Back during the industrial age, time management was all about getting tasks done efficiently within a very set, strict schedule. Think of assembly lines in factories where every second counts. Fast forward to today and the last 10, 20 years in the information age, we've been about staying connected, sharing knowledge and having flexible work setups. The old school methods of time management have been challenged. In this age of quick updates, multitasking, and just moving so goddamn fast, we really needed a different approach. Time management now means being adaptable, focusing on the most important tasks and considering all our commitments and priorities together. It lets us work in a way that fits our lives, including learning and growing, our families, our health, caring for ourselves, and work, to work into a better work-life balance. As the world keeps evolving, and as I discussed in the podcast with Dr. Lepre, we're already moving out of the information age into the imagination age. In this new era, time management, I think, will be even more crucial because we're going to be able to do so much more, so much faster, especially with technology like AI. So knowing when and how to take care of ourselves and deciding what tasks to truly focus on and how to prioritize our lives in an even more flexible world with remote working, I think that's just going to be so much more important. So here's why I think calendars will be to-do lists. Today, a to-do list just isn't cut out for the supercharged, fast-paced world that we live in. Right, So I really think using your calendar is going to be a game changer if you don't do this already. If you do, I'm hoping there's some kick-ass tips in here that you'll be able to carry on. So you've probably thought, I've tried everything like I did. You know, I had a million to-do lists on Apple Notes. I used Google Keep. I used Trello. I used ClickUp. I used Rike. I then had to-do lists to keep on top of my to-do lists. But I just kept feeling overwhelmed, always trying to play catch-up. And I just never felt like I was doing enough. Every task, every time I ticked off a to-do, it seemed to evolve into another two to-dos. So it was just a a never-ending sort of spiral of to-dos, 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 and I never felt like I was winning or catching up. Then I realized that right in front of my nose was the ultimate tool. It was my calendar. So I started using my calendar to manage my tasks. And then I started scheduling everything. And sometimes nothing at all but I'll dive into scheduling nothing soon. Switching to my calendar really helped me get a grip on my time and my life. I went from being, and I hate this word, absolutely swamped and forgetting to sometimes eat or take lunch, never really exercising, never giving people 
the real time I could afford to give them over promising, under delivering to gaining a really clear picture of what I can achieve and when. And even better, it helped me set clear expectations, not only with myself, but with the people that rely on me, my team, my business partner, and my loved ones. So I'd like to share how you can transform your to-do list into your calendar. And I know, and I can tell you it's going to kind of suck for the first month. It's a weird shift from, you know, just using your to-do list that you're used to doing to trying this new technique. But I promise you it can help and it's worth testing for a month or two to see if you speed up your productivity and just feel less stressed and feel like you manage your own expectations because as a very efficiency-driven person, not being efficient made me feel overwhelmed and stuck. So here's a few strategies I implemented. One, and this is definitely the hardest, schedule everything. Start thinking of your calendar as a map of your life, not just something for appointments and meetings. You can schedule your work tasks, your personal activities, your hobbies, your learning time, when you're gonna work out, just anything that feels important and everything else. So in this manner, you'll get a bird's eye view of what your commitments are and you can design your way the life you wanted. I highly suggest having multiple calendars. So I use a personal email, but in the same Google calendar for, which is green for my personal stuff and my girlfriend is invited to those. And then I use blue for work to be on brand with growth gurus and that's what my team are invited to. But then they can still block each other out. So that's really handy for me when I see my calendar and I know what's green is personal and what's blue is life. So let's say you want to start being healthier. By scheduling time for exercise, meal prep, shopping, and self-care, you can actually make sure your health gets the focus it deserves. The healthier you are, the stronger you're gonna be, the better you're gonna be at work. As leaders of companies and managing teams, you need to make time for one-on-one sessions and team meetings, and these can so easily be pushed by the wayside. So by booking out these sessions in advance and showing that they're in your calendar, even if you're doing walking meetings or standing meetings or whatever version it is, it just shows that your team's growth and well-being matter to you. Also, don't forget to schedule your breaks. Schedule in your long weekends, your vacations, Book off the Fridays if you're moving to the four-day work week. Just make it clear when you are and are not working. The next tactic is to schedule nothing time. I know how busy everyone is, and with AI and all the new tech and how fast everything's moving, we're only going to get busier. So, actually, it is really productive to just set time aside to do nothing. And this doesn't come from me. This comes from the CEO of LinkedIn, Jeff Weiner, and he recommends this. These buffer periods or do-nothing times help you reflect, think deeply, and gain clarity on what it is you're actually doing. Consider it a much-needed mental break that's going to boost your creativity, help you reduce stress, and prepare you to handle unexpected situations. Imagine it like the silence between, you know, two of your favorite songs that make the playlist even more enjoyable. If your schedule is continuously back-to-back-to-back-to-back, you're going to be overstressed and you're not going to go into your meetings with your best foot forward. Time boxing is another super useful strategy. Instead of creating never-ending to-do lists, you're going to allot specific time slots for each task. Imagine it like playing Tetris or building with Lego bricks, where each task has its designated spot and you can't have two on top of each other. 
This way, you're going to manage your own expectations and complete tasks within the allotted time for your work. So by assigning time limits to your tasks, you can actually focus better and work more efficiently. Plus, you're going to start setting a realistic idea and time slots of how long each task will actually take. So this will prevent you from getting stuck on tasks that will run over the time that you've allocated to it. And over time, if you reflect on it, you'll be able to identify how long it actually takes you to do something. So for example, you could schedule 15 minutes a day for your email and admin and just stick to that rather than trying to answer all of your emails on a Monday, whether that's important or not. Or whatever the tasks that you need to do are that are important to you, you can start seeing how long they're actually taking and making sure that you're not feeling overwhelmed when there's that super important thing you wanted to do, but now you're being cut off halfway through because you have a meeting. So you're not going to be perfect when you first start, but I promise you that after a month or so of doing this, you're going to have a really good handle on how long it takes to do each task. Next is the done list. And this is something I learned from my business partner, Josh, because we all know how satisfying it is to tick off a task as a to-do. When you have this as a calendar, it's just time that's going to move by. So making a done list is going to enable you to say, hey, here's what I did. And instead of obsessing over what you still have to do, you're going to take a moment at the end of the day to appreciate what you've actually accomplished. So a done list will highlight your progress. It's going to give you a motivation boost and it's going to reduce stress. It's a really great way to acknowledge what you've achieved and rev up your productivity engine. Okay, now that I've gone through a couple of basic tactics on how to use your calendar effectively, I think you should give it a shot. <laughs> Try scheduling all of your tasks, your activities, and your commitments, both professional and personal. Embrace the flexibility of your calendar to enhance your productivity and your well-being. And don't forget to regularly review and adjust your schedule based on how you actually spend your time. So remember, using your calendar isn't a to-do list. It's not just about getting things done. It's about taking back your time and really designing the life that aligns with your goals. With a bit of commitment and the right mindset and discipline, I promise you're going to experience incredible benefits of time management, less stress, and a better work-life balance or overall wellness. A few tips that I'd add is one, see your calendar as a sacred place. If you don't finish your task, don't just pretend it's done because the time bar has passed that calendar. Create a new task for another part in the day, relabel it to part two and call that one part one so that you can see it took you two days. Everything needs to have its place. I use Google Calendar to make my scheduling easier and I use the Pomodoro technique. So you could, inside the settings, set up 25 minute meetings instead of the usual half hour ones and stick to it. If you can stop and give yourself that five minute buffer between meetings or tasks to do whatever you wanna do or just walk around, that's gonna help your brain shift gears, especially as we're trying to move away from multitasking and have better time management, but in the end still doing so many things. You can have different settings on your calendars so that you can share your calendar with your team or your partners so they know your schedule. This can really help avoid conflicts and help others understand when you're available and what you're prioritizing. So my business partner can see everything that's happening in my calendar, whereas other people that sit just see my blocks that say busy. So you can customize this depending on the tool. A fourth tip is, again, it depends on the tools you use. So I'm using Google and Calendly, and I find Calendly really helpful because I leave particular slots available that allows others to book directly into my calendar. 
and I've customized the times when they can do that. So by leaving the specific time slots open, I reserve them for meetings that third parties want to take with me without giving them my full calendar. So that's really how I would go about evolving from your to-do list to your calendar. Try it out for a month, try it out for two. Let me know how it goes. And if you have other tactics, other strategies of doing this that can help people, please reach out and I'll be sure to do another podcast adding in those features because I really think that this is a great way to move past the never-ending to-dos and to really take back control and reduce stress. Just as a recap, we've explored the evolution of time management, the concept of using your calendar as a productivity tool to replace your to-do list, tactics like scheduling everything, scheduling nothing, and embracing time boxing, as well as celebrating your accomplishments with a done list. I really think that by implementing these techniques, you'll gain control of your time and reduce stress and maximize your productivity. As always, I hope you found some valuable insights and practical tips in this podcast. I hope you've been educated, entertained, and edutained. Please share this with one person you know needs to hear this. Thank you very much. Mm-hmm.